Welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham, a business journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. In this week's episode, we're looking at healthcare IT deals in the US. I'm joined by Rebecca Wenzel, a senior reporter for Merger Market. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks very much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So to start with, can we look at what's driving interest in healthcare data deals? And firstly, could you just explain what do you mean healthcare data? Just start off with that definition. Sure. So healthcare data is anything that uh, healthcare organizations collect, patient records, you know, any sort of uh, information needed for um, patient care. So that's how we would define healthcare data. And, um, you know, healthcare is a massive industry. And as we've seen in 2021, as well as now still in 2022, there are no lack of buyers in healthcare data companies. So it's definitely a robust market for M&A. And, you know, you may wonder why is this happening? Well, because healthcare is such a massive industry in the U.S., there are um, huge opportunities for improvement when you think about just the healthcare system in general. There's fragmentation. You've got legacy systems, accessibility, quality of care, cost, reimbursement, all of these areas would benefit from kind of a revamp or or a remodel. And so you have a lot of private equity that are playing in this arena. And uh, private equity is very well poised to address a lot of these pain points in the market. And um, they're already backing a lot of health tech companies and digital health companies. So it makes sense why they're kind of moving into the healthcare data space as well. A lot of these companies that are getting acquired are point solution companies. So they're companies that maybe solve one problem within the healthcare data space. Many of these are already venture capital or private equity backed. And they're addressing some of the pain points such as increasing efficiencies or streamlining processes. They are providing easier access to data, patient records, um, analytics. And so private equity is interested in kind of rolling up these different point solution providers to provide a one-stop shop for customers. And so by having it all combined together, they can drive efficiencies and create better healthcare outcomes at uh, lower costs. So, so this natural wave of consolidation that you're seeing is just easier uh, rather than having multiple vendors each solving one problem. And so over time, as healthcare data companies become more crucial to um, healthcare organizations, you're going to see continued consolidation because you want to have more analytics and insights across different uh, data domains. And, and for example, you're seeing this play out already with several recent deals in the market. So you have Health Edge recently acquired Wellframe, which is a software platform that leverages real-time member data. 
Um, another example is the kind of banner deal that you had with uh, Change Healthcare and um, Optum Healthcare, which is still not completely approved, but that deal, you're combining data analytics to create more informed insights across claims data. And then just a third example is the Anovalon deal is an example of a healthcare platform that offers a suite of solutions to improve better healthcare outcomes as well. Another reason that you're you're seeing interest in this space uh, for consolidation, you know, it's it's no secret that there's labor shortages, not just in in healthcare, but you know, it's it's a widespread problem across all industries. But as you know, healthcare specifically is dealing with these labor shortages from burnout and people being um, exhausted from the pandemic. Companies that are able to work around these labor shortages by creating workflow efficiencies to offer a more streamlined care will be winners in the space. And so companies that are able to address those points as well will also be attractive targets for the consolidation and, you know, are just seen as, as attractive to private equity. So overall, a lot of the activity is driven by that this is a solid investment in the market. These companies are predictable because they have recurring revenue and longtime customer contracts. So it's a smart bet with likely strong returns. And then additionally, you have private equity has about $2 trillion worth of capital that it needs to deploy, and they are under rising pressure to put that capital to work. So putting it to work in an industry like healthcare data that is seeing lots of growth and uh, great returns is a, is a great investment for them. Thanks, Rebecca. So you mentioned a few examples there. What kind of valuation multiples are you seeing for healthcare IT companies? Right now, we're seeing valuations in the mid of 20x EBITDA range, and we're seeing those continue to tick upwards. So not, not slowing down yet. Thank you. And you spoke about some of those recent and notable deals. Do you think you could run through some more and explain why they're significant, please? Yeah, absolutely. So you have the the one I mentioned earlier about uh, United Health Group announced their plans in January to acquire Change Healthcare, which was previously owned by the Blackstone Group, you know, another private equity firm. And it's still pending regulatory approval, but that deal would be valued at $13 billion. Other deals you have are Athena Health, which is a health record vendor, and they were recently acquired by private equity groups, Bain Capital and Hellman and Friedman. Um, previously, they were owned by Veritas Capital and Evergreen Capital, and that deal is valued at uh, $17 billion. And then a third one to point to is, well, I guess two more. So you have Datavant, which merged last year with Ciox for $7 billion, and then Oracle recently closed on its acquisition of Cerner, which is a deal valued at $28.3 billion. So those ones that you've mentioned are large transformative transactions, but what are you seeing in the mid-market space? Yeah, so we're seeing lots of middle-market strategics and and private equity making moves for healthcare data. They have a lot of strong capital to make acquisitions. So you've got, for example, you've got Innovalon, which is a private equity-backed cloud data analytics provider. They are doubling down on a strategy that could include M&A um, after they were recently taken private um, in a $7.3 billion deal. So that's one example. Uh, another example is 
Trella Health, which recently saw an investment from two private equity firms. Trella Health is a healthcare analytics and data provider, and they've said that they uh, may acquire to enter new markets. So they're definitely on the hunt for for deals. And then Health Edge, which I mentioned earlier, they had acquired Wellframe, but they're also looking at additional digital health acquisitions to fill in product gaps. And then you've got WellSky, which is a healthcare IT company. They recently acquired TapCloud and they're still on the hunt for additional acquisitions. And WellSky is owned by TPG Capital and Leonard Green Partners. So so what you're seeing is you have these strategics that are really the ones making the acquisitions, but they're all backed by these, you know, very well capitalized private equity firms. And so you're just seeing a lot of activity on that front. You know, I mean there's literally hundreds of these middle market private equity groups looking for deals in the space. But another thing that I think is interesting is that there are also larger private equity firms that are coming down to play in kind of this middle market arena because that's where the action is. So, you know, there's only so many deals, large transformative deals, like I mentioned earlier with Oracle and Cerner and and Change Healthcare. There's just not enough of those big deals. And so if private equity wants to play in this healthcare data space, they've got to move down to acquire some of the, the smaller players to get into this um, arena. And so you're seeing larger private equity firms are making smaller deals ranging from 15 million to 50 million EBITDA. And, you know, this is this is a natural thing to see because obviously there's only so many larger deals in the space. And so as that pool lessens, you know, in order to continue to be active, they've got to kind of shift their size requirements. Yeah, and it sounds like the private equity groups are, are being really active in this sector. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, like I said earlier, they've got, you know, $2 trillion worth of capital to deploy. So they are not shy about making moves in this space. And, you know, it might even be kind of that FOMO effect, uh, the fear of missing out. So as as some private equity groups are making deals, you know, others are watching to see how they can also stay competitive and it's just fueling the fire. And has that been expedited by the pandemic, would you say? Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, you've got the digitization of healthcare, you know, when everyone was forced to stay home and people didn't want to go in for healthcare, you know, it kind of started out with with the telehealth and digital healthcare, health tech. And now as all of those, you know, have taken off, healthcare data is following that as, um, you know, people will never go back to paper and they will never go back to things the way they were pre-pandemic. And so it's definitely accelerated the the tailwinds in the space and the, the consolidation. And can you talk about the difference in deal volume from last year, 2021, to this year, 2022, please? Yes, absolutely. So last year was definitely a banner year for deals in 2021. By citing some of our deal logic data, there were 706 healthcare IT transactions, which included acquisitions and capital raises, and that total deal volume of 194 billion. But now in 2022, to date, now keep in mind we're only halfway through the year, but so far there have been 209 healthcare IT transactions, totaling 19 billion. And then, uh, so those were strategic deals. 
And then specifically looking at private equity, last year there were 36 private equity deals for healthcare IT, totaling $36 billion. And then comparison to this year, there have been eight private equity transactions, totaling $1.48 billion. Just kind of looking at that, obviously the numbers are, are much less impressive for this year so far than last year. And you know, 2021 was just a ferocious year for exits in healthcare IT. Lots of those reasons include, you know, the market was really strong. And then additionally, there were delayed exits that maybe would have happened in 2020, but didn't happen because of COVID. So then those coupled with, you know, normal deal flow from 2021 made last year just a, a real incredible year for, for deals. So this year for 2022, we are seeing, you know, more headwinds than we did last year. And so it's a bit difficult still since we're only halfway through to see how the year is going to end up in comparison to last year. We're still seeing deals this year, but keep in mind those deals that are being announced now have already been in the works for six or eight months, you know, which was before the stock market took a hit. So it's it's a little too soon to predict how the broader market's going to fare because the shockwaves of what we're seeing now won't be felt, you know, for a, another six to eight months down the road. Great, which leads us nicely onto the headwinds for the market. Yes. So, you know, the headwinds for, for healthcare data isn't unlike any other industries that are also facing difficulties. You know, some of these headwinds include labor shortages, which I mentioned earlier. Um, we've got rising wages and supply chain problems. And then obviously the stock market uncertainty. And then you have inflation as well as the war in Ukraine. And so all of those things, you know, could play into deal flow um, for the remainder of this year. However, even with these headwinds, Healthcare is still viewed as a safe haven for investment capital. You know, it still re remains ripe for disruption, um, largely because there's so much white space for improvement here that, you know, I think private equity and as well as strategics are still going to be interested in the space. And I think that the tailwinds that, that we've talked about and that we're seeing still outweigh any of the headwinds that, that we're facing. Great. Rebecca, thanks very much. Thank you so much for having me. That was Rebecca Wenzel, a senior reporter for Merger Market. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dealcast presented by Merger Market and SSNC Intralinks. Please rate, review and follow the podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us next week for another episode. <laughs>